0: Tomorrow can be bigger yeah. Just grow Let the world over Give my life bigger than yourself You're created for greatness
2: You are listening to the listening broadcast of Derek Creer. Today, we will hear a classic message that we believe will be a blessing to you. Our goal is to teach God's Word in a way that compels you to live a life that overflows and blesses others. Let's get started.
0: Amen. Now the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul? It's really important. We have to handle grief with tremendous respect as well as caution. Grief is a lot like the ocean, it comes in waves, but if you go in too deep, it will drown you and feel absolutely no remorse. How long, God said to Samuel, are you going to stay stuck? How long are you going to cry over people that aren't crying over you? The past is a little bit like a voicemail you already heard. It never has anything new to say. How long seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Church, you will not find the right person hanging out with the wrong person. It's a little bit off subject, but there'll always be something wrong with you to a person that's not right for you. But back to the text. He said, Samuel, dry your eyes, cut it out fill your horn with oil. This was the consecrated, sweet smelling, sacred oil. In other words, he was saying to Samuel, wash your face, put on some cologne and walk on. We can't let yesterday take up too much of today. He said, fill your horn and go. There's a time to stay, but you also better know when it's time to go. You know, like Samuel, we all get down in the dump sometimes. Am I the only one? But if you stay there too long, everything in your life is going to start smelling like garbage. So make sure you're walking through the valley of the shadow. Make sure you're walking through the dumps and you don't pitch a tent. He said, I'm sending you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite. Letting go of the old, Samuel loved Saul. Samuel anointed Saul. They had a very near and dear relationship, but letting old, uh, go of the old is what sets you up for the, the new. And Sometimes a simple hello to someone you don't know yet, it, it changed your whole life. God said to him, for I have provided myself a king last time y'all picked. last time y'all pressed this issue y'all wanted a king so you picked the time and, and the person of my choice was not born yet so so I had to give you somebody but this time I have provided myself a king among his sons this is important God always has a ram in the bush when it's too hard to bear look up because like like Abraham on the mount, just 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 right and close to you, there's an alternative. And sometimes, you know, we can't see our way out. God, how is this thing going to come to pass? But, but somewhere near you, God has provision. And all he said to Abraham was look up. And then he saw that ram right beside him. Then Samuel said, how can I go safely? In effect, if Saul hears it, he will kill me why was samuel crying over someone who would kill him for obeying god you know we're all just a little bit self-destructive sometimes we're all just a little bit crazy sometimes i had to tell someone yesterday relax we're all crazy it's not a competition (laughs) But some of us are trying to outdo each other with our craziness. We can all go there. But we have to learn to pull back. But the Lord said, take a heifer with you. Watch it. <laughs> and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Concealment Of a good purpose, for a good purpose, is sometimes, sometimes justifiable. But if you're always hiding stuff, if you're always telling half-truth, that's another thing altogether. You know, trust is a very, very, very fragile, fragile, fragile thing. Easy to break, easy to lose, and uh, one of the hardest things to ever get back, if you lose it. So make sure your words are not only sweet, but honest. Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what you shall do. This is my problem with God. I don't know if it's your problem with God, but this is my problem with God. He never tells me the whole thing up front. Anyone ever, you know, <laughs> on. it's only after I take the first step right. Come on, sir. that he'll tell me the next step. And he's kind of God like that. And I tried to talk him out of it. I tried to negotiate with him. I tried to convince him that this is not the best way. But after over 30 years, he still has not listened. And he probably never will. He said, I will show you what you shall do. You shall anoint for me the one I name to you. Now, here's the problem with us. We anoint people in our lives God has not named. A lot of them, God don't even know their name. God's only obligated, this is important, to help us in relationships he's a part of. But we're trying to get God to fix all this broken stuff that he's already condemned. He already called an abomination and and you trying to get God to bless that which God has cursed. Good luck with that. So Samuel did what the Lord said and went to Bethlehem and the elders of the town trembled at his coming. It was a little bit odd for Samuel to come to this little old town, just a little bit outside of Jerusalem, um, And, you know, it's just a few people and nothing special about it. So people thought, you know what? There must be a problem if someone of Samuel's stature is coming out to, to check on us and to, to see us. So they asked the question, Samuel, do you come peaceably? Now, Samuel was a bad boy. He had just cut up King Agag into pieces. He didn't just cut his neck off. He cut the king into pieces. So you can understand why everybody in the town was just a little bit concerned about Samuel coming to their town. But Samuel replies and he said, peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. And there are some people that you really want on your team. You know, I may not care what every Christian says, but I do care what my pastor says. I may not care what, what every woman says, but I do care about what my wife says. And God places certain authorities in our lives to check us before we go out of bounds. And, and we have to learn to listen to those special people with track records in our lives at important and crucial times. Now, a lot of us have the mentality, I ain't gonna let nobody tell me nothing. That's why you keep going that same circle. That's why you're in the same mess you're in. Before I make a major decision, I check in with my major authorities. Sometimes we might even disagree, but I will check in and and I'll pray through. And the only way I will go against is if I have clearly heard God. But I do that with fear and trembling because God puts people in my life because he loves me. The Bible said he sets the lonely in families and he sets over us shepherds and, and people we're accountable to and he gives them wisdom and and he lets them see into our souls things we can't see. So for that reason, I'm inclined to listen when those who care say something to me important in my life. So Samuel shows up and everyone's ears are perked up and at first they're nervous. He calms them, but then he gives a command. He says, Sanctify yourselves, It simply means you guys need to go and, and wash yourselves and, and um, abstain from anything, anything that might disqualify yourself or, or them before the, the Lord. And, you know, a little just a little extra effort before God could go a long, long way. You know, stick with your Bible challenge, even if every now and then you get behind, even if you miss a couple days, stick with it. That little extra effort, just just 10 percent extra effort makes 100 percent of difference. But keep at it. He said, well, sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and he invited them to the sacrifice. And if you're reading this for the first time. Now you, you understand that Samuel's trying to hide the fact that he's about to anoint a new king, and you probably say, "Well, how would uh, 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 Samuel singling out this family keep hidden the fact that he has some other things go- going on?" But but it really was not unusual for a priest or a person of of Samuel's stature when they come to the, to the town, they typically would visit the principal family of the village. And uh, probably Jesse was the village sheik, if you will, of that time. And his sons would have been expected to carry out Samuel's uh, sacrifice. So him speaking to that family was not an issue. It didn't raise any red flags. And uh, God's able to actually keep quiet on, on some level the things he was about to do. Verse 6. So it was when they came that he looked at Eliab, the oldest boy, and he said, surely the Lord's anointed is before him you know the guy was good looking the guy was tall the the the, the guy uh carried himself in a certain way but but wouldn't it be easier if if people in life looked on the outside like they really are on the inside just wouldn't that make life a whole lot easier i remember a wise man once saying life is like a box of chocolates (laughs) you never know exactly what you're gonna get And that's often the way life is. That's why you have to pray. That's why you have to seek God. Because things that look great on the outside are not always so great on the inside. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature. Because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the what? Heart. Heart. You know, when I was young, people would look at me and say, you you don't look the way a pastor should look. You don't talk the way uh, a pastor should. But but what does that mean? I mean, you got to be old to be a pastor. You got to be missing one of your feet and you got to have a crooked eye to be a pastor. What does that say? about your faith and what you think of the leaders in the house of God God when God I'm a little bit ahead of myself God does not skimp when it comes to serving his people
2: you are listening to the live big broadcast with Bishop Derek Greer stay tuned and we will be right back with the rest of today's teaching
1: The desire for personal and professional development is a characteristic of successful leaders. It's the desire for growth and to serve with excellence that makes a great leader. The pathway to becoming a better leader isn't always easy. Busy schedules, finding proven resources, and networking with like-minded individuals can be challenging and time-consuming. If this sounds familiar, check out the Renaissance Leadership Network, where you will connect to a dynamic group of peers, Find premium resources and expertise from time-tested world-class leaders to help propel you towards your leadership goals. Best of all, the Renaissance Leadership Network offers ISet Continuing Education Units for its learning events that comply with the ansi ISet Continuing Education and Training Standard. For more information, go to rlnleadership.com and learn more about membership benefits designed to take you to the next level of leadership. While you are there, be sure to register for the next online leadership session.
2: Now back to today's teaching.
0: God looks. See, that's why I don't like what I'm about to say. Don't apply this to me, okay? But God looks for the choicest vessels to serve His people. He's not looking. It was. It was the. It was the unspotted sheep, the unblemished lamb that was used as sacrifice. But we have this blemished lamb, lamb mentality where we bring God to things crooked, things broken, and, and things busted, and, and, we th- and we give it to him as worship. And, and then we, 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 and we think that, that you know, the leaders in the house also need to be busted and broken, and, and, and if they're not limping, and if they, they got two eyes, and, and a, and a half-working mind, that something got to be wrong, and, and there's something wrong with you to think that way about god and his house so jesse called abinadab and made him pass before samuel this is the second boy he said neither has the lord chosen this one sometimes you got to go through a few people before you get to the right one remember if your plan a does not work there's 25 more letters in the alphabet And for me, I I often need uppercase and lowercase about 50 more (laughs) before sometimes I get it right. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by his third time. And neither, he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. Here's the deal. If you get knocked down three times, make sure you get up three times. God's the only one that always gets it right on the first time. But as for you and me, it might require a little bit of process. Samuel's a great prophet, but he wasn't even discerning enough to just go out and select with his natural eyes and his, his wisdom the right person. So how much more? Those of us who are not prophets of the Lord. Do we need God to show us who to connect to and who perhaps to avoid? We're looking at the abs, the biceps. We're looking at the curves, having paused one moment to pray. Wow And that's how we end up with some of the jokers we end up with. We have to learn to do a little bit better. And Samuel said to Jesse, "The Lord has not chosen." any of these. At this point, you start to think, you know what? Maybe I miss God. Maybe I, I, I didn't hear right because I've just gone through three or four people and they're not the right one. And then Samuel said, actually, I, I skipped something. It said he went through seven of his sons. Seven. I mean, imagine missing seven times. And then it, it seems like there was no more. And, and Sarah's like, well, I know the Lord's not chosen these. And sometimes, particularly in, in, in when you're dating, you've gone through a few and, and you, you feel that biological clock ticking. And you feel like you're running out of time and you, you make a decision that's going to last for the rest of your life just because you got a little bit impatient. Yeah. But seven times, not the one. But again, sometimes you got to go through a few. To find out. My wife was like a number one hundred. <laughs> I'm serious. At twenty-two, I'm like, Lord, not the one. I'm like, dang. Twenty-three, not the one. Dang. Twenty-eight years old. I know that's common now, but my time it wasn't common. I had to wait till I was twenty-eight and finally, you know, it's like that's the one. I was like, Good. <laughs> Glad I waited. Uh, patience is very, very, very important Amen. with the things of God. Then Samuel said, he said, hey, are all of your young men here? Am I missing something? What, what's, what's going on? Then uh, Jesse said, well, there remains yet the, the youngest kid. You see, one kid was so unlikely. They didn't even invite him to the meal. I need you to imagine what's going on here. I want you to imagine... The Pope coming to your house for dinner. Samuel was the guy. He was the judge of Israel, the whole nation. He comes to dinner at your house, and your parents don't even call you in off the street for supper. All the other brothers and sisters, they find them, but when it comes to you, (laughs) that joke, no, 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 we're going to leave him. This is important. Nobody can keep from you what God has for you. That's important. Not even your relatives. And then watch the language here. New King James Verse said, and there he is keeping the sheep, meaning they could see him in the distance, but didn't invite him. They ruled him out. Has anybody in this room ever been ruled out? See, rejection doesn't always mean you're not good enough. That's that's not always what it means. It just means sometimes other people aren't smart enough <laughs> to see all you have to offer. And Samuel said to Jesse, he said, uh, "Send and bring him in. Watch this. For we will not sit down until he comes." Samuel had the runt, the black sheep of the litter walk in to a standing salute. God knows how to reverse a thing. The guy they wouldn't even invite in. Everybody is standing, waiting for him to come. God will turn it around. He's that type of God. You see, you got to remember, when people leave you out, God has the final say. When people say you won't never be nothing, God has the final say. When people say, you're not going anywhere, God has the final say. When people look down on you, God has the final say. When people leave you out, God has the final say. When people say, you're good for nothing, you're looseless, you are nobody, you ain't ever going to make it, God has the final say. And in this situation, God, sure enough, did. Verse 12. So he said reluctantly. How many of y'all got some family like that? But you're not so sure you want them at the Thanksgiving table. <laughs> they brought him in, but now he was different. He didn't look like the other boys. The Bible says he was ruddy, meaning he had red hair. Red hair is not common in the Middle East. Red hair, to some, was a bad omen. So on the surface, he had some physical limitations as far as the culture might have been concerned. But even though he was, had this red hair, it was uncommon, he had bright eyes, kind of unusually colored. I can identify with that one just a little bit. <laughs> but then on top of that, it says he was good looking. God's not against good looks or not so good looks. The issue is the inequalities of the heart. That's what God weighs And that's really what he's looking at. You know, David was a tremendous warrior, great fighter. But his real gift, his real talent, the thing that made him special was his tenderness of heart. Never be so ugly that all you have is a pretty face. And the Lord said, arise, that's the man, anoint him, for he is The one. This helps me. Because it's it's not always up to what people see in you. It's what God sees in you that makes the difference. You see, if the places we we would dig for gold or should dig for gold were were, were obvious on the surface, everybody would be a millionaire.
2: This has been a classic edition of the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer, pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Our prayer is that this teaching from God's Word strengthens and inspires you to live a life bigger than yourself. So remember, you can access this message and much more for free at gracechurchva.org. And we also invite you to join the Grace Church family for service online by connecting on our website or on YouTube at TV. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, you have what it takes to live big.
0: Everything in life is an exchange. We exchange hours every week for a paycheck. We exchange energy to visit friends. We exchange time to make phone calls. Everything in life is an exchange, and how much time, energy, and resources we're willing to trade for things ultimately reveal their value to each of us. Jesus gives us an important insight in Matthew 6 and 21. He says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So the things we invest the most in are ultimately the things we value most. Now, here's a personal question. If God examined the things you devote most of your treasure to, what would He say you valued the most? I will never forget the moment when the Lord gave me a young, inexperienced, minister the most needed advice ever he said stop listening to what people say and watch what they do man this is true for me and true for you actions always speak louder than words so what is your life and the lives of people around you really saying for more go to gracechurchba.org and as always live big